0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Bros video game music podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time once again for Nintendo Month.
1: Woohoo! Nintendo Month 2017, one of our favorite times of the year on this podcast. For anyone new, what we do every November is we celebrate the legacy of Nintendo, one of our favorite video game companies. So for four weeks straight, we have topics related to that company, and this year we're going to be doing some topics that we haven't done before.
0: Today, we're focusing on the Nintendo... 3DS. So what's fun about Nintendo Month is it's an opportunity for us to explore some of Nintendo's greatest composers, franchises, individual titles, and in a case like today, to actually focus on platforms and consoles themselves. Yes. Um, it's kind of crazy to for me to believe because the 3DS still seems so new in my mind, but it's really had so many <laughs> stellar titles and so much fantastic music. Just scanning over today's playlist, I couldn't be more excited. Absolutely. But what's interesting is the, the 3DS is definitely on its way
1: out with, with the success of the Switch this year. The 3DS, it, you know, its days are numbered for sure. I think it's still selling strong, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not sure how much longer it's it's going to be a thing, but... I'm just very excited to celebrate the music of this system. We've played a lot of really good 3DS music over the years, and today is basically just going to be a greatest hits of the system. Mm. If there's someone out there who might have been living under a rock for the past, I don't know, five years, and you don't know what the 3DS is, or you haven't heard 3DS music, this would
0: be a great crash course for you. I completely agree. We're playing in with a piece called "Snowland" from Super Mario 3D Land. This was most likely composed by Mahito Yokota. So cute. Um, and it was actually reused in the Wii U version Super Mario 3D World. But this was such a perfect track to play in with for me because I, I really feel like I'm living in a snow land. Both Carl and I live in Minnesota, and I'm even farther north than he is and it's been kind of a crazy blizzard towards the end of October and now at the beginning of November.
1: Yeah, not down here in the cities, uh, there's not really any snow at all
0: right now. Uh, We've
1: we've had some but none of it has uh, stayed on the ground. Um, But yeah, what a great track to play in. Uh, 3D Land was one of the games that made me buy a 3DS. Uh, I had a great time with it. Uh, And the soundtrack was very delightful. You know, for a handheld Mario game, it was definitely more fleshed out of of an experience and, and soundtrack than maybe I was expecting. So, so that's wonderful. We also have Asuka, Hayazaki, and Takeshi Hama also worked on Mario 3D Land. Alright, let's get into it because we have a lot of great music to play today. We tried to, to play we tried to find the best of the best 3DS music. Now there's some things that obviously we didn't have time to include, but I, I would argue that most of the big heavy hitters are, are on today's episode. So let's get into it. We're going to play one of the most recent games that's featured on this episode. This is Etrian Odyssey 5. Uh, which in North America was, was just released recently. I think in Japan it was released about a year ago. Uh, so the Etrian Odyssey series is just some of the best is some of the best work that Yuzo Koshiro has done in a long time. And it started off on the DS, and now it's making its way. Uh, there's been a few games actually released for the 3DS. We're going to play another game in the Etrian series later. Uh, but let's start things off with Labyrinth One Guardian, composed by Yuzo Koshiro from Etrian Odyssey 5. So good, you guys listening to Labyrinth 1 Guardian from Etrian Odyssey 5 for the Nintendo 3DS composed by the legendary Yuzo Kishiro and I believe this is the most recent entry on this episode. You know, we have we have titles going back to the launch, I think, of the 3DS years ago, and we have something new like this. Um, and so the timing of this episode is actually really nice, because we wouldn't have included this if we would have done this 3DS episode a couple years ago. You know, there's there's a lot of things yeah. that we wouldn't have been able to include. So I'm, I'm really confident in the quality of this playlist
0: uh, being very definitive. But Will, let's, let's talk about this track. What are your thoughts on this? Beautiful playing and, and incredible writing. Uh, there's so much to talk about here mm-hmm. i feel like um what this reminds me of first and foremost is almost like the score to rocky by uh, bill conti oh, because man. it has these orchestral elements um but it also has this kind of like cheesy 70s 80s rock, rock thing pop to it feel, yeah. um and that's something that i don't know i really associate with you know film scores like that or even other things that Bill Conti did for say like the Karate Kid um that's kind of the vibe that this is giving you especially when the the drums came in but it's just yeah Yuzo Koshiro really I think it's safe to say he is a master and he is one of the sort of big names in the in the world of game music and it's it's interesting to track him as an individual you know his start when he was like 18 years old writing music almost like freelance for Falcom games. And to to see where, where he's come. You know, we did that episode at the beginning of... This season where we sort of talked about some of the biggest giants in video game music and sort of where they started off and where Mm -hmm. they are today. And something that I just so love about Yuzo Koshiro is as much as he's grown and, you know, the technology has improved and now he can use real orchestras and real instruments, Mm -hmm. it still feels like all his music there is this lineage There's this through line To the oldest stuff That he ever wrote And the music he's making now Some of it quite literally Is like paying tribute To the sounds of You know the PC-88 or... Well yeah I, I think the
1: best thing About Yuzo's music Is almost out of any Video game composer You can always tell That it's coming from The same mind And there's this consistency In his in his melodies And, and the energy Especially when he writes Like more rocking battle music And when we had that Living Legends episode I believe we played one of his battle tracks from this exact game but it was one of the FM versions which he still makes there's still FM versions for every Etrian Odyssey game and when you listen to that it's like wow I can't I don't know if we're in 1988 or if we're in 2017 I don't know where we are um, so, yeah, it, it, being a fan of Yuzo Koshiro, you're in for a lot of treats over the years. So, uh, so actually, we're going to move on to a game that he, he also worked on. Uh, a lot of talented composers worked on this game. We have Motoi Sakuraba, Yuzo Koshiro, Masafumi Takada, Noriyuki Iwadare, Takahiro Nishi, and Yasunori Mitsuda. It's like a super group. <laughs> that can only mean one game. <laughs> and that game, of course, is Kid Icarus Uprising. Developed by the short-lived project Sora, uh, very very sad that this was the only game officially. Such that a good game! I
0: really I really love Kid Icarus Uprising. I think it's it's one of the standout titles on the 3DS. By no means is it a perfect game or anything, uh, but I think it was it was very unique, and um, I think it's I don't know it's one of the it's one of the titles that I think really tried to show off what the 3ds can do and for sure
1: and when you're when you're talking about music i would argue that kid icarus uprising might be the number one most requested title as far as like i was i was looking all around the internet to try to find other people's best 3ds soundtracks and this was in every single list yeah let's take a listen to dark pit battle which is a motoi sakuraba composition from kid icarus uprising what a classic slice it this is a classic piece of video game music doesn't matter what era you're talking about an all-time classic here kid icarus uprising is the game dark pit battle is the name of this piece of music composed by Matoi sakuraba it's already a classic of this podcast i think one of the most impressive things about the 3ds is you know it's only what was it maybe six years that, it, that it's been out and this game was released over five years ago uh, so this was near the very beginning of the of, of the system's lifespan. We already have these these classics that seem like they've been around forever. I mean, I can't imagine a a world when I didn't know <laughs> this melody. But there definitely was a time. Um, well, and, and, it's beyond crazy. Melody, and beyond the melody, because
0: and beyond the melody, because you know we've talked at great lengths about this specific piece of music before. What I always love and kind of marvel at every time I listen to is that musically it's going for this kind of high energy rock thing Prague something rock. that's not yeah it's not foreign to to game music but the instrumentation is so interesting Because he uses acoustic guitars A very <laughs> kind of dry Almost small drum sound Yes, very but then dry then also this really dirty rock organ Dirty B3, and, yeah Yeah, mixing all of that stuff together it, it gives it such a unique character I think it definitely gives it almost like a Spanish Like flamenco Sort oh, yeah. of sound to the melody But I like that it sort of maintains that At no point does, you know We never get like distorted guitars And it, As much as the piece sort of amps up emotionally, yeah, it it makes it stand out to me. I mean, there's so much music in video games that has you know that kind of palette of just loud rock guitars harmonized in thirds and just kind of a big beefy rock sound and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that but what I love about this piece and I think one of the things that helps it to stand out and be so memorable to all of us beyond just the incredible melody and the construction of the music is that very specific instrumentation it doesn't sound like anything anything else else. it's so fresh and
1: uh, Yasunori Matsuda is also credited for the arrangement of this along with Sakuraba the composition is Sakuraba So, so some of those arrangement and instrument choices could also be owed to um, Mitsuda. So what a wonderful piece of music. It's just a classic, and we're going to have a lot more classics as we move on today. Uh, What an impressive system musically. I think the 3DS, uh, we owe a lot to the 3DS as far as some, some might say Nintendo's kind of new renaissance as far as music. And, and really, what I think about that is their choice in production, that now, finally, they are firmly solidified in the era that they're in. Um, their production choices, you know, the sound of their music is every bit as good as, as anything else you hear in video games. That was not the case for many years. And I think the 3DS was really what turned the tide with that. Let's move on to uh, the Professor Layton series. We're going to play a track from a title that I don't think we've ever featured. It's called Professor Layton in the Azeron Legacy. came out for the 3DS, composed by uh, Tomohito Nishiura, who's the series composer. This is a beautiful main theme featuring wonderful performance. Let's take a listen. a gift the Professor Layton series is and uh, particularly Nishiura's unique and emotional style of music this is the main theme from Professor Layton and the Azeron legacy In uh, a lot of the tracks today I think this speaks volumes a lot of the tracks today feature real performance and you know these games were released anywhere from 2011 up to this past year um, and you know there were there were games released around that time for the for the consoles that didn't have as much real performance. So I think it's so impressive that uh, you know this is all for a handheld system here. Uh, beautiful violin. For me, the hero of this track is actually that shaker. I think that shaker adds so much uh, to this piece of music. But what a beautiful, very charming piece.
0: Yeah. What I love about this is how it sort of situates itself in the Professor Layton series, just in terms of the sound. Right. Uh, there's so much great music in the Professor Layton games, and I think uh, if if you weren't necessarily familiar with it, the addition of the accordion to a piece like this might sound like sort of an out-there and interesting right. choice just ba- based on the style of music and you know beautiful violin playing and, and, and just... It, it's a different kind of energy than maybe we're used to in the series. But by having that accordion, it's a state sort of of ties it in. Yeah. With kind of like the French folk music. What a wonderful
1: track. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. Nishiyura. It's so fun now that, you know, as the years go on and luckily he was still tasked to work for the series that he got to go from working with the DS, these little samples that sound kind of like a, a better fidelity Super Nintendo, and now he's moving into these fleshed out, you know, real performance and these, these more elaborate arrangements. It's it's so wonderful. He's a very talented uh, dude. All right, let's move on to a very talented dudette. This is Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance by Yoko Shimamura the primary composer for this series. Uh, Such a prolific and talented composer. Um, This is a very acclaimed soundtrack. Let's take a listen to Distant From You, which I don't believe we've played. Uh, It's possible we've played it on a listener show until I'll have to double check. Um, But either case, it's been a while. Distant From You from 3D Dream Drop Distance. guys are listening to Distant From You from Kingdom Hearts 3D for the 3DS, composed by Yoko Shimomura. Now, there is another uh, handheld Kingdom Hearts game released around this time for the PSP, which I think was Birth by Sleep, which is also a very good soundtrack. Um, and this was one of, I believe, the rare pieces that actually featured real performance. Uh, you know, so again, today, uh, we're just we're really being treated to a lot of beautiful violin playing and um, small ensemble stuff, some orchestral stuff, rock, just you know so much diversity today. But every single piece of music on this playlist is is composed so well, and Yoko Shimomura just
0: one of the one of the legends. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a gorgeous melody. I love the contour of that line and how it sort of. Um, rubs against that minor four moment in the chord Um, that minor four moment in the chords and the melody goes it's really gorgeous and and very and kind of tugs at your heartstrings It, it almost sounds like weeping and there's like a sense of tragedy to it but almost like an optimism or overcoming sadness it's it's so incredibly beautiful and really profound piece of music. You know, it's fitting that Yoko Shimomura
1: in recent years has been working a lot in the Final Fantasy series because this actually reminds me of a Final Fantasy ballad like in a character theme. Sure. Uh, it would totally fit in kind of like this imagine this on the Super Nintendo in like Final Fantasy yeah. 6. <laughs> you know, it's
0: she is just such a talent. What's what's so crazy to me is I would still say my favorite thing for Miyoko Shimamura is Street Fighter 2. Um, just because mm-hmm. those themes are so fantastic. But that type of music is really so unlike most of what she's known for, and I don't think she would consider that to be
1: her, her main bag either. You know, I think Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, you know, uh,
0: that would be probably something that she would say you know is more in line with my actual style. The <laughs> cat yeah. I mean um, she's just so fantastic I mean all the Kingdom Hearts games and now with Final Fantasy Street Fighter 2 uh, Super Mario RPG I mean that's one mm. of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time in mean, the
1: Mario and Luigi series which is kind of yeah. an offshoot of that yeah it's okay. so
0: great you know we really have to be grateful for all of these fantastic video game composers that are still living and still working and as prolific as ever it's a great time to be alive yeah many of them are featured on today's uh, playlist so
1: yeah very grateful for all this music all right let's move on to persona q shadow of the labyrinth we featured this on our shin megami Tensei episode and the composers we have for persona q are atsushi kitajo toshiki konishi as well as shoji miguro let's take a listen to a very fun and bouncing happy piece of music called like a dream come true Now that is just a killer melody. That's one of the great 3DS melodies. This is, ever since we did this episode, this is one of those tracks that's just permanently been in my head. Like every couple of weeks, it'll just come back, and I sometimes I even forget what it's from, and I'll just be singing that dun 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 dun, 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 dun. Such a good melody. Yeah, I love how long form it is. Like it keeps going and going, and mm-hmm. chord changes are so delightful. It's this really cheesy kind of 80s right. pop production. Um, so good. Yeah,
0: it's it's greasy. It's cheesy. It's dripping with all sorts of goo. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gooey. Just great. It's yeah, gooey it's goodness. It's a gooey melody. I I just I love the the confidence here like it it's not afraid of being saccharine or yeah. it's not even like worried about being cool it's just so unabashed and earnest and beautiful and fun I mean it's really I think it's a beautiful melody it's so beautiful it's a beautiful. great chord progression but the the groove aspect to it is also just so Undeniable I, I don't you know, know guys
1: I wish I wish we could have uh, had had the audio on as soon as it started playing We'll just started laughing just because it's so
0: fun and happy. You can't not well, smile And it starts right off the bat with the most killer the part pickup, of the melody. Yeah, yeah it, it's just fantastic I adore this track. I feel like I, I don't know if I met someone who listened to this and like had no reaction They didn't dance they didn't smile I just don't think I can trust that person. (laughs)
1: You have to question their personality.
0: Yeah, I question their judgment. Okay,
1: all right. Let's move on to maybe the second. You know, after Kid Icarus Uprising, this was maybe the one that I saw on, like, everybody's list of the best 3DS soundtracks. This is Bravely Default, and the main composer on this project was Revo. And we're going to take a listen to probably the most beloved piece of music from Bravely Default. This is Land of Light and Shadow. Here we go. You guys are listening to Land of Light and Shadow, which feels a lot like a Johisuyashi melody, but this is actually composed by Revo for Bravely Defaults, which um, Will is kind of flabbergasted by the title of this game, Bravely Defaults. We always odd talk title. about that
0: whenever. <laughs> I just think it's so stupid. Let's not talk about it today,
1: let's talk yeah, about the sorry. music. Um, I was particularly blown away today um, By that wonderful section Where it gets more stripped down And you hear the beautiful oboe performance Yeah Super, super beautiful um, Well performed, well composed um, Orchestrations is very good Yeah,
0: this is just top tier uh, modern video game music. I also love it. it has sort of like a pops orchestra, big rousing march flavor to it. The melody it very much reminds me of Laputa. Just yeah, the chord progression and the sequence. Really, all the bells and whistles were <laughs> were used for this track. Yeah, it's really gorgeous though, and I, I think it's the kind of thing that gets you in a good mood. Like so far, all the tracks that we've played today are just really putting a smile on my face, and, and they're all so different. Music. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah gosh the 3ds is really such a fantastic console i mean this might be one of the stronger playlists that we've ever had for a console isn't that crazy well guys we're going to contrast what we just heard we're going to go from happiness
1: to sadness in the large orchestra sound to a small ensemble sound as we move to this week's track of the week This comes to us from Fire Emblem Awakening, and this is another one of those soundtracks that it's hard for me to imagine a world when I didn't know this, but there obviously was a time, but ever since, you know, the first time listening to it, you can't go back. Um, similar to how I, when I first heard the Mario Galaxy music, where you just you can't go back to an era when that wasn't a part of your life. Just that music, those melodies. I know this was a soundtrack that really influenced you, Will, as a composer. I I remember, you know, after in the years after the soundtrack, a lot of your compositions. I would say to you, it's like, ooh, that sounds like Fire Emblem Awakening. Right. Uh, so I think this was just one of those soundtracks that really moved us, uh, and this. Piece in particular um, just kind of stops you in your tracks. As a funny title, it's, uh, I'll try to say the whole thing. It's, and what if I can't? What if I'm not worthy of her ideals? And this is composed by Hiroki Morishida, who seemed to have come out of nowhere <laughs> with this soundtrack. Such a talent. Let's take a listen to this from Fire Emblem Awakening. You guys are listening to And What If I Can't? What If I'm Not Worthy of Her Ideals? This might be the third time maybe we've featured this or fourth time even on this podcast. Definitely was in one of our Greatest Hits uh, episodes. This is from Fire Emblem Awakening composed by Hiroki Morishida using a theme that I believe was composed by Rai Kondo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this features that theme but then expands it and, and goes into a, a totally new melody with the violin there. Um, I think you can't really overstate the importance of of the performance here. This this violinist is adding so much emotion. My favorite thing about the performance is when, and this is something I love about like great violin players, when they choose to start the vibrato and how they kind of slowly right. ramp up the vibrato, and they ha- they pick their times to keep it straight. And then other times to really add that deep, wide sound, and it's just
0: so expressive. It's kind of like a singer. When you hear a good Broadway singer um, you know, sing, belting out a really high note, and they just sustain it with straight tone for like five seconds, and then the vibrato comes in, it's a really powerful mm-hmm. effect, and it, th- those kinds of subtle... Um, I, I would describe that actually as a virtuosity mm-hmm. um, with players. Not virtuosity in terms of technically hitting a lot of notes fast, but that amount of control and precision I think is is rare among players. It's the kind of thing that I feel like I'm always trying to emulate when I'm doing like an NES track, you know, because <laughs> you're able to customize the vibrato. And a big thing that it makes you cognizant of is when does it start, how much vibrato, you know, how much time do you leave it? You know, I've heard a lot of people say this, but I think it really is true. One of
1: the most signature characteristics to, if you are a performer, having your own sound is your vibrato. Everyone has a slightly different vibrato. And really trying
0: to develop that is is one of the most important things as a performer. Well, and doesn't it seem it's like every era has a different sound when you Mm -hmm. listen to, you know, jazz or pop singers from like the thirties or forties, they have this very signature kind of vibrato sound. And then... Obviously, you have, like, classical operatic singing, and then, I mean, even looking at someone like Michael Jackson, you know, the way that he sings vibrato is is so distinct. Uh, But I want to talk a little bit musically about this piece, and one of the things that I find so beautiful on a harmonic level, because I would say the... um, the, the chord style of Hiroki Morishida is something that was particularly influential to me. Mm-hmm. In one of the moves that he does, I think probably the most sumptuous moment, the type of thing that I think gives us sort of shivers. Uh, for the most part, this piece is in B-flat minor. Um, and there's this really magical dreamy chord, which is basically a G minor 9 and just to invoke a little bit of theory a g minor chord would be something that you might find in the key of b flat major right. so it's kind of like the opposite of when we hear like a flat 6 chord in a major key it's like the minor sort of barring from yeah. the minor For yeah sure. it's using the major The sixth chord from the uh, parallel major key. um, So hip. And also, like, voicing it out in a fully, you know, jazz way with the seventh and ninth right in there. It's also something special because it gives it this sort of, it hints at the Dorian mode a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so it has this tinge of optimism when we're in an otherwise minor key and it feels sort of dark and morose, having that, you know, that lovely little. Having that lovely little splash of optimism is I, I think such a wonderful it's so emotional
1: thing. I mean for so many different reasons if you just even take the Fire Emblem series I remember in that episode we did this was a turning point for the series it really excited a lot of people uh, as far as the music goes you just pushing the boundaries as, as far as 3ds goes this was definitely one of the one of the really big releases I mean this soundtrack is just out of anything today just feels like an absolute classic. Um, so yeah, we had to include this, and you know this might be Will's favorite little one-two punch here. I knew that I would <laughs> yeah. have to face his wrath if I didn't include Pushmo on yep. this episode. Um, and Pushmo has such a unique sound to it. The composer. I love it. Finally, we have we have more of a confirmed uh, composer here. It's Show Murakami, and. What's so interesting about the sound of Pushmo is it combines basically orchestral and Nintendo sounds. Doesn't it sound perfect? That's like, that's the kind of music I mm-hmm. want to hear when I die. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. No. <laughs> let's take a listen to Challenge from the 3DS. Now, Will, this was uh like a eShop channel game, I think, right?
0: Yeah, this was just like a digital download. Okay. Um and they had the uh, several sequels. There's a yeah. game I think called like Blockmo, and then mm-hmm. there was Pushmo World on the Wii U, all with you know fantastic music. Well let's take a listen to Challenge from Pushmo. <laughs>
2: No, no, no,
1: So there's a few things that really strike me about this track. Uh, first of all, beautiful writing, um, really great melodies. I, I can see why Will really adored this when he first heard it. Um, but what's so interesting, as far as the use of the 8-bit stuff, I think <laughs> even if there are people that that try to take you know old-school video game music seriously, and we're we're some of those people, you can't you can't deny that when it's included in a track like this, it just brings this kind of silly happy Uh childlike energy to it Um, and so you kind of can't escape that as far as the connotations of the the
0: old Nintendo sound it's just very pleasing and breezy and what I love so much, and I think it, it reflects in the entire aesthetic Of this game, it really feels like A celebration of everything Nintendo, because mm-hmm. um, there, there are So many aspects about it that reminded Me of, you know, Mario, or maybe Reminded me of old NES games, it's sort Of this really fun puzzle Platformer, and the music Has that great balance, it's plucky It's earnest, it's fun It, it, it feels very Kid-friendly, yes. um, and non- Threatening, but there's also this kind of deep rich beauty like that b section is so gorgeous it's mm-hmm. the it's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing that actually gets me like choked up that that type of gesture melodically and harmonically is no just well i think so sweet and sensitive. i think it's a
1: good point i think the music is is definitely a little bit more sophisticated and serious than you might expect listening to this presentation with these plucky sounds um, it, it's just gorgeous and kind of making a case
0: for combining the 8-bit sounds with orchestral instruments
1: there's a very cool effect that's
0: created and i think it's done even better in pushmo world for the wii u because they actually get a real orchestra that's Um, great and they're still using the 8-bit sounds and yeah there's just some fantastic music
1: well we're going to move on to something similarly plucky and child-friendly and very happy earnest this is kirby planet robobot which uh, was a 3DS soundtrack. We actually have two Kirby games uh, on today's episode. This particular theme was kind of the main theme of this game. It was composed by Hirokazu Ando, one of the longtime Kirby composers, along with Junichikawa. I think they both worked on this game. This is Patched Pathway, Plains Area 1, which for the Kirby series already, to me, feels like a classic Kirby theme. Like uh, It's one of those weird time warp things where if someone yep. made a Super <laughs> Nintendo arrangement of this or Game Boy arrangement and played it for me, I would be like, oh yeah, that's like green greens right right (laughs) but it's not uh let's take a listen to patched pathway from kirby planet robobot This is just really puts a smile on your face. We are approaching the holiday season. You know, it's already November. Christmas is just around the corner. And this is one of those tracks that I feel like I would want to listen to around Christmas. It yeah. has a nice wintry vibe to it. In addition to that play-in track, Snowland. Uh, so delightful. And really, we don't have to use our imaginations that much because there are 8-bit elements in this track. Right. Just like Pushmo. <laughs> um, it's, this is another track. I honestly didn't do this on purpose, but both of these pieces of music combine
0: orchestral elements with 8-bit sounds very effectively both Ando and Ishikawa just so nailed this uh, soundtrack and really did a fantastic job of making it feel every bit as classic as the Super Nintendo, Game Boy and NES Kirby's. Agreed. Uh, it, like this theme is so fantastic, but I was thinking a little bit about what you were saying Carl about imagining an arrangement on an earlier console and I think that's so true for the theme, especially how it starts off ya yeah, da 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 mm-hmm. da 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 but really As the piece progresses, what I'm sort of marveling at is all of the kind of daring harmonic moves. There are so many jazz chords that are happening in such a fast amount of time. These really out there, you know, tritone subs and that series of like modulating two, five, ones. And then it has this big epic kind of development section so that when we kind of land back in the home key I, I almost wanted to stand up and applaud at like well, all the acrobatics that were going on.
1: Well that's one of the ways that it makes it feel impressive and, and makes it feel like we've actually we've gone somewhere we've evolved as yeah. a series because yeah this is a lot more complex and exploratory than something that would have been possible or would have been maybe appropriate for the Super Nintendo so yeah that's one that's one powerful thing about having some of these 8-bit instruments is they're, they're, they're performing music that feels feels very authentic and and uh, and complex at times. Uh, what a wonderful soundtrack. You know, primarily composed by Ando. I think most of the... I remember when we had that episode, like almost every track on, at least on our playlist, was, was composed by Ando. So I think he was taking the lead on, on that game. That came out last year. So what a wonderful soundtrack. All right, let's move on. We're going to go back to the Etrian series. This was a crossover game. It's called Etrian Mystery Dungeon and features really good arrangements of previous Etrian Odyssey themes as well as new themes. This is a very beautiful track. I don't believe we have played this on the podcast. Uh, I thought this would be a nice one to, to show off today. This is Waterfall Woodlands composed by Yuzo Kishiro. Listening to a beautiful piece of music, one of Yuzo Kishiro's best. This is Waterfall Woodlands from Etrian Mystery Dungeon, which is, I think, a very underrated 3DS soundtrack. One of the best. This is, um, you know, a soundtrack that features almost all real performance. And it's so exquisite. The arrangements are delightful. The melodies are so good. This is actually a piece of music that reminds me of Curse and Monkey Island. Because Dude, of, I was going to say that. That's oh, crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, as far as the the kind of small ensemble sound with the drums and
0: the bass. Um, I think it's that English horn that the English both horn, of us over the edge. <laughs> well, because,
1: you know, Curse has mostly uh, bassoon. But you know a very similar quality and timbre. There might be some English horn. in There in definitely the score. is English horn um, on uh, Blood Island. But yeah, something about that combination just really screams Curse Monkey Island. But obviously, you have even more instruments here. You have strings, and um, it's just the production. The budget is 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 much higher. But yeah, this this actually fits into the vibe that
0: we heard in that Labyrinth One track for Metroid Odyssey Five. Yeah, gosh, this is gorgeous. I'm I'm so impressed at Yizuka Shiro's orchestral writing. It's, Me too. His melodies are, I, I think, um, in this series are some of the best he's ever written. They really feel precisely crafted, and they're so gorgeous. And these arrangements are really fantastic. Yeah, I, I think honestly, this might be my favorite. Um, Side of him as a composer I'm not surprised to hear you say that
1: Yeah, and that's one reason I was so excited to kind of show you some of the Etrian music Is because there's a reason for that I mean, this is now a very seasoned and long-running composer Who's worked on many orchestral projects And and just has a lot more under his belt So you definitely hear that in his music And also one thing that I think you hear uh, Which you might really respond to in this era of Yuzo Koshiro Is you don't really hear that he's trying to prove himself as much. You, you just hear the seasoned, relaxed confidence, I guess. And and that's maybe a little different than if you think about the old PC-88 era. Right. You just, there was this kind of this like excited energy of like, ah, oh, I just want to try to be as rocking as I can. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, that that worked really well. But I think for you, yeah, this is more of your cup of tea for sure. Alright, well now we're gonna move on to wonderful soundtrack. This is Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. So good. composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. And most of the score featured um, pretty pretty decent-sounding sequenced
0: music v- with virtual instruments that, that felt nice. And arrangements was, um, of Koji Kondo's incredible Link to the Past score is majority right, yeah. of this soundtrack.
1: But there's a handful of tracks that feature very nice, real performance, and this is a very
0: beautiful small ensemble There's a lot of like brass brass choir, mm-hmm. brass quintet type of stuff. It has this very mm. regal elegance to it. It's sprinkled throughout the score. Sprinkled throughout the game, and yeah, some of the standout moments that I've ever had playing a 3DS game.
1: For sure. This is a kingdom's legend from A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> it's really clear to me now listening to the music on this playlist that some of the very best video game music written in the last six years was on the 3ds i think without even thinking about it if someone asked me off the top of my head to come up with what's some of the best soundtracks in the past you know six years i probably would say a lot of these soundtracks and that's so impressive oh my gosh this is a kingdom's legend from link between worlds by the wonderful ryo Again,
0: it just feels like a great time to be alive, uh, and I feel very grateful. I mean, we've talked um, throughout the years um, on some of our, maybe the issues that we have with Nintendo or things that we would like to see more of, and Mm -hmm. I think since the start of our podcast, we really have noticed quite a significant change in a lot of those things. I mean, we've got our first, you know, incredible standout Mario Kart soundtrack and you know, since Mario Kart 64 uh, and this huge rise and push of orchestral music and real performers and everything. And also we've seen some incredible examples of, you know, younger composers at Nintendo really step up to the challenge and make some incredible music. I I was so... Odyssey is a great example of that. For sure. I was so impressed with Ryo Nagamatsu in Link Between Worlds Uh, Just all of his writing is is so fantastic. I I wish they would have brought him back on (laughs) Breath of the Wild or or I guess literally anyone else
1: (laughs) that's worked on the series. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think Nintendo
1: is not immune to missteps, as as we're still going to experience from time to time. Um, But yeah, one of the biggest examples of what you were talking about had to have been Odyssey. I think we were all a little bit, not concerned, but just kind of maybe watching our step when we heard that Naoto Kubo was gonna be the primary composer but he just knocked it out of the freaking
0: park with that soundtrack yeah. I was just blown away by the music of Odyssey and I mean there um, are definitely moments where I felt like as I've been playing through the game I've been making mental notes of who I think the composer is the Koji and, tracks um, there, there's, there's two that I'm absolutely certain are Koji mm-hmm. um, and then there's a couple that I think might actually be Shiho Fuji like you know that yeah. that wonderful music in the snow village yeah, I love um, that music. I really yeah, that, think that's that Shihō Fuji because like that yeah. kind of reminds me of the uh, that uh, the Skyloft music from sure. Skyward Sword that I know she did. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a stellar soundtrack. Both of us have had so much fun playing through Odyssey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll just wait till you beat it because there's so much to keep you to keep you
1: entertained after you beat it. Okay, uh, let's move on to something very different. This is Mutant Muds, which was composed by. Um, I Hopefully I can pronounce this right. Troop Gamage, is that how you would say that? Will sure. Troop Gamage. Oh, interesting name. Okay, Mutant Muds um, has a delightful ChipTune soundtrack. I think before we've played uh, World One One Two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is actually maybe my my favorite though. This is World Four One. Love this track from Mutant Muds. <laughs> Kamaj, killing it! Oh my god, this is phenomenal! Yeah. Oh, this is so good. You guys are listening to World 4-1 from Mutant Muds, which came out for the 3DS. One thing I want to quickly mention before we talk about this music is I tried to follow the rules because you'll notice uh, I think on this playlist we didn't we didn't include games that were happened to be released for the 3DS as well as like multiple other platforms. That didn't seem fair. Um, so I think every single game on this episode is exclusively released on the 3ds this might have been one that maybe saw this is release. one i think
0: this, this is also on the wii u okay I'm pretty sure
1: okay but uh we tried our best to be
0: um you know to be fair about that but oh my gosh this is phenomenal chiptune music yeah just stellar um i think i i brought in another track from this game for a show and tell yeah, was years World one two yeah um, you brought that in but i i had i was actually playing through the game Um, And I don't think I ever got this far, so that's probably why I never encountered this piece of music. Otherwise, this definitely would have been the one that I shared. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so good. It it just, everything that I love about, about like,
1: quality chiptune writing, all the melodies and all the riffs and arpeggios are so, like... Biting and they're just so clear in the mix and if this was orchestrated in any other with any other instruments It just would lose so much character. I think my favorite thing is do 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 that really catchy arpeggio. That's throughout the whole track. Oh my gosh. It's good There's nothing like swung NES music is there? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to a nice change of pace. Uh, you know, we just wrapped up Halloween um, But if anyone has any more, you know gas left in their Halloween tank, you guys will enjoy this. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Wonderful soundtrack by
0: Western composers Chad York, Darren Radke, and Mike Peacock. And maybe my favorite game on the 3DS. I loved this game. This impressive. is impressive. It wasn't produced. It wasn't developed by Nintendo, but it mm-hmm. feels like a classic Nintendo game. I think it, it's so much better than the original Luigi's Mansion. It's kind of crazy. It's actually one of my yeah. favorite adventure games that I've played in many, many years. It's it's just outstanding. I would
1: love to hear Kuzumi Tataka's take on what these uh, three Western gentlemen were able to do with kind of taking his cues right. and going off in, in interesting directions. Let's take a listen to Gloomy Manor. You guys are listening to Gloomy Manor from Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Um, I'm I'm getting a little bit of Tchaikovsky vibes in this track. And the other thing that this is reminding me of is actually... Another series of three Western composers. Some of the the Lucas Arts music from right. the Dream Team. This is kind of reminiscent of that. This could this could
0: actually fit well in, uh, you know, Day of the Tentacle. Well, but the game reminds me of that. The game is like this mm-hmm. classic adventure game. I think it's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, great job by Chad, Darren, and Mike here. Um, I love the use of the bass clarinet. It's just yeah, so spooky it's and spooky fun. and silly. Yeah, mysterious for sure, especially in that's in its low register. What's interesting about the bass clarinet, the name is kind of a misnomer, because it's not a bass instrument. It's more like the tenor saxophone. It mm-hmm. also reads in B-flat, just like a tenor sax, and it has the same transposition and relative register. Yeah,
1: it's a weird name. I think so, <laughs> I could see someone naming it, it was like, well,
0: it's more bassy than a clarinet. <laughs> So we'll just call it a bass clarinet. a stupid thing. No, it should be tenor clarinet, and the normal clarinet is a soprano clarinet. And There's also an E-flat alto clarinet.
1: All right, guys, I want this hashtag. I want to start this. We're going to switch the name here, tenor clarinet. Let's get this going, guys. Well, because
0: they also have something called a contrabass clarinet, which actually is bass. Let's do it, guys all right uh we're gonna we're gonna move on
1: to we have to include one Pokemon game on this episode. I think I would face a lot of threatening emails if we did not do that. I took a long time to decide do I want to do Pokemon x and y or Pokemon Sun and Moon and originally, I had an x and y track. I think overall that's probably a better score, but I stumbled upon this piece of music which I was not familiar with in. It was so beautiful and cute and delightful that I had to include it. Let's take a listen to Lily Encounter from Sun and Moon, composed by Jinichi Masuda, Go Ichino's Manako Adachi, one of my favorite composers, and Hitomi Sato. Here we go. guys are listening to lily encounter from pokemon sun and moon and what is it about the 3ds it seems like it's just like inspiring these composers to push themselves this is music that is as far as the pokemon series goes i don't know of another example of a track that's just this emotional and deep as far as the the composition um A lot of the Pokemon music kind of runs together for me, and there's some standouts here and there, but this um, is one of, I think, the the best
0: composed Pokemon tracks I've heard in a long time. I completely agree. I love the melody. I love how it just sort of lands on the major 7th a lot. It has this really kind of beautiful, sweet, quasi-melancholy sound to it. Um, Yeah, beautiful chords. yeah, I, I unfortunately, I think I have to agree with you on the Pokemon series in general. Mm-hmm. Part of it might be that you and I didn't grow up with it. Uh, but then again, you know, I mean, so much of the music that we explore on the podcast week after week is from series and games that we didn't grow up with and can still appreciate. I think there's there's a lot of things in the Pokemon games that just aren't necessarily my cup of tea. Um, But there's also so much music in so many games. So, you know, there also is a lot of fantastic stuff as well. And yeah, I I have to say this is probably one of my favorite themes that I've ever heard in a Pokemon game. I
1: would agree. I mean, I think it's really clear that I'm not like your typical Pokemon game fan, because one of my favorite soundtracks is actually the Pokemon trading card game, which wasn't even, you know, composed by Junichi Masuda. It was, I think, Ichiro Shimakura. I, I like, adore that soundtrack, Um, and there's a couple of little oddball, you know, entries that I really like. But, yeah, the mainline stuff, um, I I don't want to harp on it too much, but a lot of it does bore me a little bit, Um, and maybe that's just comparing it to, you know, other Nintendo series. But, yeah, this... the end of the day, phenomenal piece of music. Glad we got to include that on this episode. All right. Now, this is very exciting. I don't know if you've ever heard this well, and I'm excited to kind of unveil this on the podcast. I believe um, someone brought this to our attention uh, maybe a couple years ago, but it's a game, uh, a Sega game for the 3DS composed by a lot of the same people that work on the modern sonic games led by tomoya otani phenomenal composer who i have a lot of love for this game is called rhythm thief and the emperor's treasure um and it has a really cool soundtrack you can actually find it on itunes um very jazzy very fun let's take a listen to phantom r's theme from rhythm thief Gosh, that's good. You guys are listening to Phantom R's theme from Rhythm Thief and The Emperor's Treasure for the 3DS, and this theme was composed by Tomoyo Otani. It's the main theme of the game. Uh, It's so incredible. It's better than a lot of modern Sonic music in recent years. I don't know why so much was poured into this game. Uh, Yeah, one thing I'll say about Otani and and company and kind of the modern Sonic or Sega composers is consistency doesn't seem to be one of their strong suits uh you know you you listen to the music for sonic forces and then you listen to this and it's hard to believe it's it's the same people it's i don't
0: know it's very strange but this is phenomenal especially because sonic lost world was so strong uh sonic forces yeah what a disappointment that is yeah but this is um, just outstanding i love the harpsichord love the kind of Fun jazz brass band energy.
1: Yeah, with this weird baroque combination, you have the harpsichord and vibes, and then at times, like, mariachi harmonized trumpets, uh, all with this very kind of frantic swing uh, tempo that just feels really good. Yeah, guys, you definitely need to check out the soundtrack if you're not familiar. Like I said, it's on iTunes. Um, It's it's delightful stuff, so I'm really glad we got to unveil that. All right, let's move on to... um, The second Fire Emblem game today, this is Fire Emblem Fates. And I will say that uh, compared to uh, Awakening, um, Fates is not quite as... It doesn't quite reach the same level, but there's a lot of great music. It's an incredibly expansive soundtrack that's way bigger um, than Awakening was. Uh, And this is one of probably my highlights. It's called For Sakura and Elise. Um, very different style than what we come to expect, um, you know, from the previous game, but very beautiful. This is again composed by Hiroki Morishida. guys are listening to for sakura and elise from fire emblem fates and this is a really good example of what you're going to expect with this score it's very different um there's a lot more of like maybe ethnic world influence and maybe strict traditional japanese influence than, than, than what we heard in fire emblem awakening um and so that choice uh was probably due to the tone of the game uh, and and like I said, we had a Fates episode as well, and, and a great playlist. You know, I think when you condense it to a single playlist, some phenomenal music. Um, I think we were looking for you know a track kind of like that. What if I can't? Um, and I don't think there is a track quite like that. Uh, I mean, there's that great song, Mhm, which I adore, and I chose to, to play this instead today because um, it seems like we've maybe played that that song, uh, Lost in Thoughts, All Alone. I think it's called. I think we've played that. Maybe enough times, at least at this point. Um, so we'll give that a break. And Will, what do you, what do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, you just
0: didn't want to cry again on the podcast. I know, I know. I've said that before, that that track makes me cry. Yeah, this is great. I love the instrumentation. I love the... Gorgeous. A Gorgeous melodic contour. Another thing, that sounds very familiar. Like I feel like I've heard mm-hmm. that in um, lots of different video game music. Uh, it would be fun to explore, because we did that Five Finger Fanfare... Um, and we did that episode sort of on like musical cliches. It'd be, it'd be fun to do like another installment of something like that, where we can kind of explore not just cliche in a negative sense of, um, something like easy or obvious, but just sort of melodic, uh, contours that seem for whatever reason Hmm. to crop up again and again and again you know
1: will this is the second time you're coming at morishida for his work on fates you know he was also there's a melody that you thought was um we had a a really long thing about it
0: yeah interesting
1: i I wonder what was going on uh, when he was working on the score all right let's move on to one of my favorite 3ds themes i adore this this is the title theme to the legend of zelda triforce heroes uh don't really have much to say about the game itself um and some of the music in the game is is not my cup of tea uh some of it's cool this is phenomenal i think this is a great piece of music let's take a listen to this again composed by ryo nagamatsu So delightful. I, I really enjoy the overt, at times, stereotypical <laughs> Celtic medieval sound this this track has. It is fitting for Zelda, um, but I think it's especially fitting for this kind of spin-off Zelda
0: game. Right, there's also something fun about it. Like, hearing the recorder, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, mm-hmm. Nintendo Land or something. Like, there's, like, a side game or, like, a, I don't know, the fact that it is cooperative and that you play mm-hmm. with yeah i mean it's multiplayer it's It's less serious i guess
1: there's some silliness here it's very ren fair for sure there's a great video if you want to watch them in the studio actually recording this and you know it really especially watching the the accordion and violin player is very delightful but yeah what a great melody yeah
0: absolutely one of ryan nagamatsu's best uh i I really hope he gets another shot at a zelda game because i i'm Mm -hmm. such a big fan of what he does with it
1: me too all right guys we're gonna move on to the last track here uh this is kirby triple deluxe is the game we're gonna be featuring a track from now i can't say that it's one of the best 3ds soundtracks i uh, i think it's a little bit uneven but there is some really cool stuff here and this was another track composed by Hirokazu ando and i believe it's one of the final boss themes it's really really cool this is the world to win from kirby triple deluxe (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Week one of Nintendo Month 2017. What a fun ride it's been today. Whew. Absolutely.
0: I can't wait for the rest of this month. I, I love that we, we do this and it's as a tradition. You know, we actually had our first Nintendo Month kind of in honor of the release of the Wii U. Um, it's crazy right. to think we've been doing the podcast that long, and now we're kind of in the midst of an entire new console generation for Nintendo. Uh, but the timing mm-hmm. of this year's Nintendo Month still feels fitting because we just had the release of, as we mentioned, Super Mario Odyssey, which, if you haven't gotten a chance to play it, you I I can't recommend it. it enough. I mean, if you don't own a it's, Switch, it's you got to get a Switch. It's I can great.
1: safely say it's some of the most fun I've ever had playing a video game, without a doubt. I have no qualms about saying that. Uh, It's a little too early to tell as far as like whether or not where does it rank in my favorite Mario games I need some time to decide that but it's definitely one of the most fun things I've ever played
0: Yeah, I mean I I have a feeling when when all is said and done I, I, I it's hard for me to say if it's going to like outdo Mario 64 or Galaxy in like my Mm -hmm. personal ranking but in terms of just sheer enjoyment uh, it's totally up there with all those and it kind of has everything that you could ever want in a Mario game in it and and then some it's it's just awesome
1: and we adore the soundtrack all right we're gonna play you guys out with a little bit more of an obscure choice but i thought this was actually really cool i had to do some digging to find this this is a game called codename steam and the name of this piece of music is intersection me versus you composed by yoshito sekigawa great way to close up our 3ds episode stick with us next week will should we unveil what our topic is to them today or not why don't we keep it a surprise All right. Keep it a surprise for now. Stick with us. We got a few more weeks of awesome Nintendo music. My
0: name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.